Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. The Kansas City Chiefs are now 5-1. and one. They win on the road 26-17 over the Buffalo Bills. That game ended just a few minutes ago. 26-17 for the Chiefs. That was one of the games rescheduled because of the pandemic. The Monday nighter that had been on the schedule all along kicks off at about 10 minutes. It is three and two Arizona taking on two and three Dallas with Andy Dalton now taking the snaps for the Cowboys as uh, Dak Prescott, of course, is out with an injury. The World Series starts tomorrow, so we'll uh, keep you updated on game one during Inside Sports tomorrow night. Hey, thanks a lot for tuning in. Reed Wilkins sitting in tonight. Thanks if you joined me through the afternoon news. I was sitting in for Jalen Nye. She will be back uh, tomorrow in that time slot. If you want to get in touch today, feel free to do so. The number to both call and text is 780-496-0063. Our buddy Gene Principe is on the show tonight. We're also going to go to uh, Minnesota for really an incredible story and a look back on an incredible career and an incredible life. In a few minutes, John Krasinski is going to check in from the Athletic Minnesota. And you may have seen uh, this story break yesterday if you were watching NFL or any of the sports going on. Sid Hartman passed away at the age of 100. At the age of 100. And he was still working as a sports writer for the Star Tribune in Minneapolis. So really just just incredible. John, uh, John of course, knew him over the years, and he'll... Talk to, uh, talk to us a little bit about them tonight. Don't forget, at 7.30, this has been really good. The Double E Coaches Show with Scott Milanovic and Morley Scott. That's going to be at 7.30 here on 6.30 Chet. Okay, uh, I want to update here uh, some news that has come out this afternoon. And that pertains to the World Junior Tournament, which, of course, is in Edmonton. And there won't be fans there, unfortunately, but it is being held at Rogers Place uh, over the Christmas and New Year's season, as always. So a reminder about what happened. We're in the middle of the pandemic. Well, you probably don't need a reminder for that. But as a result of that, the World Junior Tournament, which was supposed to be co-hosted by Edmonton and Red Deer, those plans are put off until next year. So that'll be the tournament that starts in 2021 and ends in 2022. For this year's tournament, it is just inside Rogers Place, back to bubble hockey like they did for the National Hockey League. And all the games are going to be at Rogers Place. And as usual, they will all be broadcast on TSN. So Hockey Canada and TSN making a joint announcement today. So you're going to see action starting on Sunday, December 20th with pre-tournament games. So each team will play a couple of tune-up games, including Canada going against Sweden on Monday the 21st and against Russia on Wednesday the 23rd. Just perusing the schedule here, there's going to be se- there are going to be several days where a triple header is required to get all the games in, playing all the games uh, on one sheet of ice. So for Mountain Time, we'll have a game at noon and a game at 4 and a game at 7.30. So noon, 4, and 7.30, and they have pretty much a definite end time for them. These are not 
playoff games with uh, unlimited overtime like we saw in the NHL where Columbus and Tampa Bay went five overtimes so they had to push Boston and Carolina to the next day so the Canadian games are are all going to be at four o'clock Edmonton time Germany on Boxing Day Slovakia on the 27th Switzerland on the 29th Finland on New Year's Eve the the late game on New Year's Eve by the way is uh, the 730 game between Sweden and the United States quarterfinal this is going to be crazy the quarterfinals will be a triple header on Saturday, January 2nd. How about that? It'll start at 10 in the morning, game at 1.30, game at 5, game at 8.30. Semifinals are Sunday, January 3rd. Uh, bronze and gold medal games, Tuesday, January 5th. So I know I know those are a lot of dates looking down the road for now, but that's uh, they have made the announcement for the World Juniors, which, of course, is one of the biggest events on the Canadian hockey calendar, whether it's in this country or not. So there you go uh, with that. So there will be games on Christmas Day. Usually when the games are in Canada, they don't actually start playing till Boxing Day. But because of the, the way things are working this year, they're going to have a triple header on Christmas Day with every single game is broadcast on TSN. So you'll get a we – do, we, I don't expect – well, there won't be NHL going on at that time. Gary Bettman's already said January 1st is the new target date. So you'll get a huge hockey fix if you want to dive into the pre-tournament games from December 20th all the way to January 5th. Also of note today, from the hockey world, Mike Doc Emmerich is retiring after five decades in hockey. Been uh, calling games, estimated around 3,700 games since about 1970. He is 74 years of age. He called 22 Stanley Cup finals, six Olympics and he just most recently did the playoffs remotely from his home in Michigan with his wife and his dogs hanging out nearby. So uh, he did it all, and uh, Doc said goodbye earlier today. To the many who love this sport, it was 50 years ago this fall with pen and pad in hand at Old Civic Arena in Pittsburgh, I got my first chance to cover the National Hockey League. That was Mike Emmerich. 14 teams. Gordy Howe was a Red Wing. Bobby Hall was a Blackhawk. Bobby Orr was a Bruin. All three went to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Gordy Howe's son, Mark, and Bobby Hall's son, Brett, did too. At that time, there were still scoreboard clocks with sweep hands and a lot of players with good bare right hands. Time passed. Rosters expanded. The league did too. Now 32 franchises. Although I've decided to put down the play-by-play headset mic at NBC, and they have graciously allowed me to do some essays like this in the future, a time like this makes me recall that we have seen a lot together. Snowy day, celebration of hockey in Buffalo. Not all of our games had a roof. Here comes Crosby. Twelve years ago in Buffalo, there was the first replay through clouds from a plane. 21 seconds in. And later, a winning goal through snow flurry. Score! Penguins win! Then six years later, two original six teams, Detroit and Toronto, and the biggest crowd ever, over 105,000 at Michigan Stadium. Trying to win it. And another shootout. Five years later, hearing the famous victory march at Notre Dame and two more original Sixers, Boston and Chicago, walking over that fabled gridiron. We saw some Olympics, too. Zach Parise! 
decade ago, a gold medal game that required overtime between the two North American powers in Vancouver. Crosby scores! The gold medal to Canada! And four years later, in a memorable game in Sochi, when the home team Russians saw an American named T.J. Oshie score four times in a shootout, Score! including the clincher. Team USA wins! I don't know about you, but I still get chills seeing the Stanley Cup. And knowing how professionals paid well during the season. Forget everything. And raise pain thresholds above broken jaws, black eyes, stitches, and a lot we can't see to win a title and get the name their parents gave them engraved on this trophy. Oh, sure, things change over the 50 years. When I arrived, helmets were optional and then required of new players. Visors were optional and then required of new players. We went from one referee to two. Goal judges once sat in chairs behind the net. Now video replay helps make those calls. We have a goal on the ice. But much of what I love, perhaps what you love, is unchanged from then to now and into the years ahead. I love that coaches still yell and arguments can happen. I love that goalies can occasionally still score goals. That sentiment can enter even into what number a player wears or gives up. That banners, like jerseys, aren't just cloth. They represent sacrifice. I love that when fans pay the price of admission in addition to the game, they can get to see kids get a lifetime memory, get to see one of their number experience joy, or get to be in on a surprise reunion of someone serving the country. And speaking of that, to have those who have served on the ice when the anthem is sung, I never tire of that, do you? And I especially love when the horn sounds and one playoff team has won and another, of course, hasn't. All hostility dissolves into that timeless, great display of sportsmanship, the handshake line. 60 years since I saw my first game. 50 years since I first reported on the NHL. 40 years of calling NHL games. And I am always heartened to see this. I hope these days find you well. We are well here. In the meantime, I will be at home with Joyce and the pups. It's a circus. And perhaps in the future, I will have something to share with you, but hoping you can stay safe for now. And like me, watch for the start of next season. I leave you with sincere thanks. Your hockey friend. Doc. Doc Emmerich, what a career. Gonna miss him. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Calling games. Inside sports on 630 Chet.
Doc Emmerich retiring, the great hockey play-by-play man and significant loss to the sports world yesterday as Sid Hartman passed away at the age of 100 and he was working right up until his death to talk more about Sid from the Athletic Minnesota, John Krasinski. John, you're on with Reed. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good, Reed. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for checking in. And man, I've been reading and watching a lot about Sid over the last couple of days. I almost don't know what to ask you first, but I think I'll go with this. Was he ever close to retiring or did he ever consider retiring? No, Reed, he never did. Uh, and it was kind of the well-known and it wasn't even like a joke uh, among the press corps and really among his colleagues at the Star Tribune and, and, and all over the media landscape here in the Twin Cities. He was just so devoted to his role as a reporter, as a radio host, uh, as as kind of a man about town here that um, you just knew that if he had stopped working, if he had retired and went and sat on a beach somewhere, uh, it, 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 he wouldn't have lasted much longer. I mean, this was just the thing that drove him uh, from the day he started in 1945 until the very last days of his life. He had a column in the Sunday paper uh, of, of the Star Tribune on the day that he died. I mean, that's just, he, he, this was everything to him. That, that was his identity. And, and so he never, ever even considered walking away or quitting at any time. How did he manage relating to to athletes and I realize that was his profession but I even notice as someone in my mid-40s sometimes you maybe got to get through a bit of a generation gap or a communication gap with some of the guys in their early 20s what was his relationship like with with athletes nowadays yeah you know I think that most athletes that would come in really in the last let's say even 20 years that came to town every one of them got kind of the indoctrination on who Sid Hartman was and how big of a figure that he was. And so the, the team PR people, the other, the coaches, the executives who had longstanding relationships with Sid would definitely kind of take players aside and say, Hey, this, this guy is one of the most important. You have to show him some respect and, 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 and give him the time when he asks for it. And, and look, I mean, by by the end, in the last 10 years or so, he's 90, 91, 92 years old, and he's carrying a walker around in the locker room. He stands out. I mean, you know, players would see that, and I think they had respect for him. You know, they they just you know, obviously they're not going to talk about music or or the movies that they're watching or things like that uh, with him. But I think that they just saw a, a guy who continued to hustle and continued to work that late into his life and really was a legend. And so even if a lot of athletes maybe didn't really look highly upon the media and, and maybe looked at, look at dealing with us as kind of a, you know, a, a, a detriment to their job, I think still in the end when they saw, you know, the little old man walking in and, and kind of grilling them the way that he would, they got a kick out of it and they enjoyed it. And so, right, you know, right up until, you know, this week he had a one-on-one a -on -one interview with Adam Thielen and the, uh, the Vikings receiver. And so it, 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 that, everyone just made time for him just because he was so ingrained in this community and such a part of the sporting history that I, I just think it demanded 
respect and, and made it easy to kind of connect with him. As a colleague, and I suppose in some regards a, a competitor, if you're writing for The Athletic and he's writing for the Star Tribune, what was he like in those moments where, you know, you're waiting to get into the dressing room and you have a little bit of a talk or there's a break in a game and you might be able to shoot the breeze for a little bit? What was he like in those moments with you? Yeah, so, I mean, when you, you would hear war stories, and I'm 41, so I'm, I'm definitely on the younger side of, of the press corps here and had been for a while, but you hear the old stories about when Sid was in his 50s and 60s and really kind of dominated this Twin Cities sports scene with an iron fist. I mean, he was ultra competitive. He could be vindictive. He could he could kind of try and go behind your back and and poison sources and 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 keep everyone only talking to him. And, And he could be really difficult to deal with when you talk to people who were around him for those days. But in his later years, which is when I spent my most time around him, he had really, I think, kind of softened. And so he was very gracious um, you know, to me in particular, uh, you know, as I got more established and kind of made a name for myself and, and had some success, uh, you know, he and I would have long talks while we're waiting for interviews or while we're, um, you know, watching games, sitting next to each other. And, and I would hear his stories, and he would ask what I would think about this or that. It just seemed like in the last probably five to ten years, he wasn't as threatened by competition. Um, you know, he was, I think, a little bit more open to the community and the camaraderie that goes with anyone, uh, you know, in, in journalism and understanding the grind and the hustle that it takes. And so uh, he was always very complimentary to me. I was very lucky, I think, that I came along at this point because if i was trying to go head to head with him you know in 1988 i might have a different story for you but uh nothing but good things to say from that aspect he was always very respectful and 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 would always say that he had to get me over to the star tribune to team up with him and and all those things so really you know couldn't say much nicer things about that yeah, well, uh, an unmatched career. I don't think that's hyperbole I, I, to, to say that for sure. John, thanks for checking in tonight. Thanks for remembering Sid Hartman. What an incredible life. Thanks for uh, having me on to share the story. It's a pleasure to be with you. Thanks, Reed. That is John Krasinski, senior writer with The Athletic Minnesota. Sid Hartman, legendary sports journalist for the Minneapolis Star Tribune, passes away at the age of 100. Here's the Nuge. Black Ocean, cold and dark. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Monday nighter underway. Scoreless Arizona and Dallas. Seven minutes into the first quarter earlier. Kansas City beat Buffalo 26-17. So hockey Edmonton, it looks like they're moving along. Uh, it sounds like that uh, teams and coaches are being informed that uh, they got to get ready to move into the next stage here. Some team training will start at the end of the month. And I think the the, the impression I'm getting is that teams are going to have to sort of be isolated for a little while. And then there will be uh, some games to sort of tier teams and get them in the appropriate league. And then league play will start in January and run until mid-March. So this is a big development here for hockey Edmonton 
Uh, it doesn't look like there are plans for minor hockey week at the moment. Maybe that changes as, as we roll along and start playing games. So that's the, the news there coming from Hockey Edmonton, and we'll definitely keep an eye on that. Some text to 780-496-0063. I was giving out the World Junior schedule earlier, at least for Canada. It was announced today by Hockey Canada and TSN. The competitive games will start on Christmas Day at Rogers Place, where all the games will be without fans. Uh, James says, uh, Reed, as much as I want Canada to win the World Juniors, I think Broberg will lead Sweden to gold. That is from James. James, I tell you what, I don't know if your prediction is going to be right, but you do get the award for the earliest World Junior hockey prediction coming into Inside Sports. Good for you. And the Big L says, uh, now we just had John Krasinski on from The Athletic in Minnesota talking about Sid Hartman, who passed away yesterday at the age of 100. Long time, uh, well, I mean, almost his whole life in the newspaper business in Minneapolis. He started selling papers as a kid. The Big L says, wow, Reed, 100 years and a newspaper column in print on the day he passes away. That is the absolute definition of getting in the last word. Can't say many writers could boast about that. R.I.P. Sid from the Big L. As we welcome to the show, one of the greats of all time in the city of Edmonton from Sportsnet, it is Gene Principe. Gene, how's it going? Well, I'm in my. Uh, I, I I don't think I'm ever making it to the Hall of Fame or living to a hundred, but that is a hell of a story on Sid Hartman, who I must say, uh, I'm doing okay. Reed, thank you for asking. I uh, and I hope you're doing well. I hundred's uh, I, I, amazing, and I I thought what was interesting was at the end uh, when John was describing Sid, saying he got less competitive in the last five to ten years. So at ninety. He suddenly stopped being competitive. <laughs> oh my gosh! Imagine that. That is, we've got some storied Hall of Famers around here. Rod Phillips, uh, who worked for a long time, you know, Jim Matheson, who continues uh, to work, and Terry Jones. But even those boys hitting a hundred—that's that's quite a story. And it's great to get the background on a guy like that. So uh, uh, amazing, amazing to live to a hundred and and to work as late as he did. Well, and of course, we have Halsey at, at Chorus. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot the young guy, Halsey. And, yeah. Dude, what, I mean, Halsey's, he might, he, might, he might slow down around 90, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But you're right. He's, I mean, oh, my gosh. He's, his career is longer than many people's lives, which is good news for Halsey and obviously not uh, good news for others. He's been around, well, how long has he been working? 64? Five or more years, about sixty-five years. I yeah, because yeah, well, I mean, I don't think Halsey likes to when we give up his know, age, but I mean, the I first know. number is an eight. But I think everybody knows the first number is an eight. Yeah, and didn't I, mean, I think he started when he was seventeen or eighteen in yeah, in, uh, in Toronto? So you're, right? Yeah, you're in sixty-five. I mean, I and I know that about Halsey. He's he's like a, a thirty-eight-year-old. Um, well, I'm going to say woman or man because I might get myself in trouble. Who doesn't want to say their age? Like. Halsey, it doesn't matter. You're you're full of you know what vinegar, and you're still going. And people can hear you before you walk in a room and see you because, hey, how you doing? Like everybody knows Halsey, so that's it's great. You're right. That would be our our Sid Hartman would be Brian Hall. Yeah, he's he's a legend for sure. Firstly, I haven't seen him in a, in a while because, well, usually right. he's early in the morning and my show's in the evening. And plus, I, I haven't been going into the station. But yeah. uh, he's he's an absolute legend. But that that's an incredible story out, out of Minnesota about Sid Hartman. And of course, yeah. in the hockey world, now Doc Emmerich obviously is still is still yeah. uh, with us. He is he is retired. I never I never maybe I'll get the chance. Maybe we'll try to get him on Inside Sports here. It doesn't have to be now. We'll have him on whenever he wants to do it. I, I've actually never met. Doc Emmerich, though, have you crossed paths with him at some point, Gene? I, I have a little bit, uh, mostly in cup finals when you're at, you know, a cup final. And I can't, 
I can't say I remember crossing paths with him in 2006 when Edmonton was in the final, but, you know, uh, St. Louis or Boston's or Chicago's or Vancouver's over the last, L.A.'s, uh, those kind of places over the last number of years. And uh, he, he certainly, you know, I, I, he was one of those guys that really did make you feel uh, like your opinion was important and he knew names. Um, and he asked questions and wanted to hear from you. It wasn't just a glancing, hey, how you doing? And then off he went. Um, yeah, heck of a, you know, it's funny. He worked, he's 73 or 74, I think. Yeah. Um, and yet he's, you know, here we're talking about Sid Hartman at 100. And I, I think he's, you know, he's had a great run. I think read for myself. You know, I don't know. I envision myself running around, I hope, with my grandkids at 73 and, and younger than that. Um it's a great life. You know, a lot of people say, why don't they retire? Well, because they're at sporting events, they're, they're, they're traveling. And as long as that doesn't wear on you too much, they're staying at nice hotels. They get to be around athletes and athletics and, and meet people. And it's a new day every day or a new game. So there's so many great things about what we do that you can see why people aren't always in a rush uh, to retire, right? So I, I get it, but certainly one of the greats uh, in the U.S. and and crossing over here. Uh, but you know, certainly Bob Cole and and Danny Gallivan are a couple of guys that that come to mind. And Rod, when you're talking about local play-by-play, uh, great voices that as soon as you hear them, you know who they are and what you're about to listen to. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, and of course, yeah, you're right, Doc. I mean, you would you could flip to NBC, and and but a lot yeah. of times we just out of default we watch the Canadian coverage on CBC Sportsnet or uh, ITV in the '80s when uh, yeah. they, they were calling games. <laughs> so, so, uh, so absolutely. Gene Principe joining us tonight, Inside Sports on Six Thirty Chat. Still scoreless, by the way. Cardinals and uh, Cowboys, six and a half minutes left in the first quarter. Gene, good to uh, good to catch up with you. We haven't actually haven't. T- I mean, we've. Here, here's another thing that I, I hate about this pandemic. Every summer, you're generous enough to come in and do mm-hmm. an hour of the show in studio, and we give you some northern chicken. Well, yes. we give you a, a GC, and we don't make you eat the chicken on air. Maybe <laughs> next summer we'll do that. So I like I, I, that. Thank <laughs> Let's order in next summer. Let's do we'll it. Order in. We'll have, have greasy fingers and eat with uh, talk with our mouths full. <laughs> That'll be the segment. Uh, but you're always so generous with your time. But you had... Uh, what, what, now what was your playoff experience? Because you were doing some games. Scott Oak, yeah. who, who we love, was was doing some games. What, what was the routine like for you, if there was one? Yeah, I was I was busy early. Uh, we did a bit of a rotation through, and we would when we were doing those triple headers. And basically, one day you would work on a, on the broadcast, um, and then the next day you would report uh, for a couple of days. Then you would slot back into the the broadcast so i was i was busier and spending a lot more time at the rink kind of late july into early latter part of august then we started flipping into conference finals and certainly into the final then i was strictly a reporter then uh, kabukaska showed up scott oak of course uh we had our guys out of vancouver and calgary as their teams moved along uh, ryan leslie and and dan murphy and harner ryan singh who i don't know if you've had him on your show read and i apologize if i missed it no we're but, gonna get uh, him on because he wrote a yeah. book yeah yeah and i got the i got the book here if you need to need to reference it or harner ryan i'm sure would be happy to send you one and so harner ryan jumped in and did a bunch of games so yeah it was kind of a there were so many games going on and and i was here so 
um, you know, I had a chance, you know, I'm here, so let me work. And I wanted to work, certainly after having time off. And so I was busier doing the broadcast in the beginning, and that, that tapered off. And so I would, I was covering the games like a reporter, but, you know, no morning skates and uh, everything was Zoom avail. You get up in the morning, you, you check the media.com, uh, nhlmedia.com, and see what the Zoom avails were, and you'd listen in on those. And then when you had everything you needed, you'd head off to the rink and do your on-camera stuff and redo it again for the for the game or after the game. So, yeah, it was it was a bit different, and it was weird. Uh, you know, you drive to the rink, and there's like three cars in the parking lot, right? There's nobody <laughs> around, and it just was the, the, the opposite of what, normally is not only a playoff series, let alone a Stanley Cup final. You know, there's just nobody around and it's quiet. And uh, I mean, great for parking, uh, but not great for atmosphere. Uh, Outside, inside, they did what they could. And I think after a while, the players certainly got used to it and just did their own thing. It was really interesting to watch Tampa celebrate on the ice alone uh, amongst themselves, some staff, a few family members. So, yeah, one to, one to remember, one to put in the books, but hopefully uh, a one-off that we are able to get away from starting in January with some form of fans. I see more and more now, Reed, watching on TV, baseball, football, um, you know, fans around, soccer overseas. So slowly coming back, but, you know, you, you read the numbers in Alberta and certainly through many of the countries in the world, and it's it's that second phase. So hopefully it's, it's less... Um, dangerous and less lethal than it was the first time around um yeah so we we go day by day my friend like like everybody in the world and in the sports world yeah gene Pritzby joining us and you and you heard me what the story looks like hockey edmonton's letting coaches and parents know that uh they want to get back to more because i think now it's 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 been kind of four on four stuff with a with a cohort and you're not doing formal games so if they can actually do league play in the new year you know, of course, it's an if, but but that would be pretty cool. Uh, Gene, we always uh, we love having you on the show because we can go down a lot of different uh, uh, avenues with you. Now, your your first your first love as a little Gene Principe running around the north side. Yeah, were you were you were you holding a hockey stick? Were you kicking a soccer ball? Were you carrying a football? Perhaps what what was. The little Gene Principe's first sporting love. Yeah, I think uh, the first two. I, I think I had, uh, certainly soccer was, and, and my, some of my buddies were listening. One of them, uh, my buddy Joe, said, let's see, it's either listen to you or paint try. Let's see what I decide to do tonight. So, And that's nothing to do with you, Reed. That's strictly a shot at me, as my buddies and I have a group text that, that we sort of take shots at each other but I think there was two of them you know I love playing hockey I wasn't very I couldn't really skate but I remember how many winter nights if we weren't at the rink uh, you know playing that we would meet up at, at one of another buddy named Joe imagine that uh, Italian guy we play street hockey in the dark till it was you know 8 eight thirty, and then you'd walk home and then the other side of me now we didn't when I was a kid we didn't have really indoor soccer um, you know, you played in gyms as I got into my teenage years. And then I remember I was 19 or 20 when we started to have our first kind of indoor facilities or bubbles. So that's over 30 years ago. Um, but certainly in the summer, you know, it was, it was all about soccer in the winter. It was all about, it was all about hockey. And, and I, I loved it, you know, but my true passion, I, I wanted to eventually play soccer somewhere professionally. You know, I, uh, I started up a soccer team with my daughter and a bunch of young ladies and, uh, 
you know, I, one of the reasons I started it, so I could hook up the Ital Canadian Soccer Club and they could wear the Italian jersey. That was always my dream, you know, and, and I realized, well, when I was a teenager, it wasn't going to happen. I probably knew it wasn't going to, but that certainly was what I wanted to do, and I guess it segued from wanting to play pro sports to eventually going, well, if I can't play them, maybe I can cover them. And um, and so that's how I went from being a someone who wanted to be involved in pro sports in one avenue, like you said, and ended up going a, a different avenue. And it's, it's been a great, great choice to this point in my uh, life. Well, I, I, I say this every time you're on. I mean, you're, you're a mentor for me and someone helped me, you know, you're someone who helped me in, in times in my career where, uh, you know, things weren't, weren't going so well. So I always, I always appreciate that, but you're just, you're just an all around nice guy and you give back to the, the next generation So like not the Star Trek, the next generation. Yeah, yeah, it's, not like yeah. you're, it's not like you're Picard and I'm Riker, but, uh, <laughs> Damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not a bus boy. That was one of my favorites uh, from Bones McCoy from the, uh, from the original, but I agree with you. And I'm not, not about me being a nice guy, but about giving back to the next generation. I think I find myself, you know, at 53, I mean, I, we talked about some of these gentlemen who are working into their seventies and eighties and that, and, and so on. I mean, I, I, I don't know how many more years I have to broadcast. I'd, I'd like it to be, you know, 10 or 12 or whatever. And, uh, but I, I see so many young kids, especially now with this pandemic who, have either graduated or, or in school and, and you know, they look at the, the world and it's, it can be quite bleak. Um, so you want to make sure you, you're there to kind of lend a helping hand, a word of advice, look over a resume tape, uh, maybe make a call, try and help them with a reference. I mean, whatever it is, right? Just because, you know, like, and it was nice of you to say that I had a little bit of a helping hand for you and I had a helping hand too, a number of them. Uh, to, to get me going. Um, so if, if you're not going to help those that are on their way up, I mean, it, it kind of uh, is not what you should be doing because I don't think any of us make it anywhere without help. And so if you can turn around and, and do something of the sort, something similar for others that are working their way up, uh, I, I think it would be, uh, you know, downright unexplainable if you didn't. All right. Well said. I, I'm with you there for sure. Before I let you go, we, we should touch on the Edmonton Oilers, the team we yeah. spend a lot of our time covering. Uh, you know, Barry, uh, Turris, Ennis is coming back. Yeah. Uh, Smith is coming back. Bliarby is coming back. Athanasio and Benning are coming back. Just sort of that, that whole week of the draft and free agency. What was a headline or two for Eugene? Yeah, I, 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 think, I think Tyson Barry was, I mean, I guess the combo of no Oscar, we need someone, Tyson Berry. I mean, I, I like that. I think that the kid's a heck of a player. And I remember, you know, covering his, his dad when he played in Kamloops and he'd come through Lethbridge. And so I remember him as a Kamloops blazer, that being Len. And um, I, I, the goalie situation, I think those two guys are going to prove a lot of people, if not wrong, uh, at least kind of put them in their place. Uh, because I, I really liked the combo last year. I know the qualifying round didn't go well, but I, I, I think to pinpoint it on two guys uh, would not be right. So I, I'm okay with them coming back with Mike Smith and putting that combination together. It worked really well through almost the entire season. So those were kind of my two biggest storylines but i love ennis i saw him the morning that he signed and he looked great walking around uh 
the rink. And, uh, I, you know, uh, I, I think Ken, Ken knows what he's doing. He got a lot of, and Pooley RV, so I can't keep it to a couple. But I, I love that Yessa's back, and I think he's got a lot to prove, and I think he can prove it. So let's go. Giddy up. Let's get into the new year, work through the world juniors, and then let's have the NHL back for X amount of games and see if we can get uh, the sports world and the entire world kind of back on track, especially in you know the calendar year when it flips to 2021. Gene, I always appreciate the time you make for Inside Sports for Dave and me here. And if I can't get you some northern chicken... <laughs> Can I just get a live chicken delivered to your house and you sure. and the family can take it from there? I'll, I'll, I'm sure my wife will know what to do with it. I'll text you my home address. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, Gene. Thanks. <laughs> take care, buddy. That is Gene Principe, one of the great guys in this industry, in the city of Edmonton, quite frankly. He is on Sportsnet. He is the host of Oilers Hockey. He used to work at good old A-Channel back in the day. We're sending Gene a chicken. Kellen, what do you think of that? Wow. <laughs> Chicken yeah. on the way. There we go. <laughs> That's right. Usually it's a canned ham, but for Gene, we're making an exception. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. He gets a chicken, and he can do with it whatever he wants. 6.52, we're back after the break. All right. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Great to have Gene Principe on the program. Love talking to him. No score. One minute left in the first quarter between the Cardinals and the Cowboys on Monday Night Football. 7.30. It's the Double E Coaches Show with Milanovic and Morley. Uh, Dirk says, he says, hey, Reed, do you think the uh, lack of English language fluidity was part of Pugliarvi's development issue in Edmonton and has his English improved since? If it was, maybe this was an issue with Yakupov. Uh, I think, yeah, it might have hurt Pugliarvi a little bit. His English definitely seemed to have improved when he did the Zoom conference call a couple of weeks ago. Opportunity for him here in Edmonton. Hopefully he takes advantage of it. We're back after the news with Escott. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.